This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold right here on pain.tv slash gold. And this is the Dustin Gold Standard. All right, folks. So I hope you're seeing the big picture here, right? You're having the psychedelics coming in, the organized, orchestrated rise in mental illness, psychedelics being the solution, coupled with the VRAR headsets. You're going to have basically this uh, recreational psychedelic and then the consumer version of the AR headset. You're going to have the one that comes out of the healthcare industrial complex, right? Those people getting psychedelics for pharmaceutical purposes to cure mental illness, and they'll have a government-issued VR headset. You see how they're getting this pushed out? The adoption campaign will be rolled out across all these different little sectors. That's how they do it folks let me continue with this Yuval Noah Harari piece I just want to play the rest of it so I can move on and then show you another piece that we covered before but how it all ties in together let's continue I think once you're superfluous you don't have power uh, again we are used to the age of the masses of the 19th and 20th century where you all where you we saw all these successful uh, massive uprisings revolutions revolts so we, we, got, we are used to thinking about the masses as powerful. But this is basically a 19th century, a 20th century phenomenon. Okay, so do you see what he's saying there? This was a conversation I just had with someone on Twitter. He's saying, we, okay, he's representing the elites. We used to look at the masses having power, meaning all of us, the 99%, the plebeians out here, the peasants, having the power because we could revolt against them we could rage against the machine but what he's saying that's an 18th and 19th century concept that that is no longer the case right and that is why as legal man and i discussed yesterday these world governments when you take china when you take russia when you take the united states all gladly will play the boogeyman to each other's respective countries but why they're actually all united they're not really enemies folks i just tweeted out an article today that the united states has been giving china its technology to run its uh, supersonic missiles okay so we're not really enemies with china obviously if we were afraid of them that would not be occurring so they're all on board because they have a common enemy. The state, the governments have a common enemy. It is us. But now what the elites are doing is they're sending out their king philosopher, Yuval Noah Harari, to tell them that we are no longer a threat to them. And this clip came before COVID-19, the high school theater production, kicked off. Okay, So Yuval was already telling them, 
they're not a threat against us. Well, what happened under COVID land, the high school theater production? It was proven we're not a threat to them. We did nothing to revolt against them. Well, people like me or you maybe said, I'm not going to be jabbed. I'm not going to be tested. I'm not wearing a mask. Okay, we push back in our own lives, but we did not organize some kind of a revolt against them. They're organized. Now, that's not to give us hope. Hope is that maybe we have a chance to revolt maybe throw a wrench in the gears through something like legal man's jury nullification if we could actually pick up and lead to to take this bull by the horns and lead the charge if people like you and i don't come together and organize something like this and try it no one's going to do it folks and by the time they get social score into place it's going to be too late anyway all right let's continue i don't think that the masses even if they they somehow organize themselves uh, stand much of a chance we are not in, in, in Russia of 1917 or in, uh, uh, in 19th century Europe. If, if the masses, if us get together, he's speaking to us right here. He's saying if we got together and tried to organize against them, that's just not going to work, right? We don't have the power. What we are talking about now is like a second industrial revolution, but the product this time will not be textiles or machines or vehicles or even weapons. The product this time will be humans themselves. We are basically learning to produce bodies and minds. Bodies and minds are going to be, I think, the two main products of the next wave of all these uh, uh, changes. Okay, so he's saying right there, they are producing humans. What have I been focusing on here at this show, folks? Designer babies, synthetic wombs, mind tapping, mind controlling, mind breaking, genetic modification, gene adding, DNA splicing, you know, all these transhumanist technologies. And he's sitting here talking about this, folks, talking about how the mind and the bodies will be the new products of the future. That is, 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 is optional. Again, and if you think about it from the viewpoint of the poor, it looks terrible. Because okay, so imagine. the viewpoint of the poor, it looks terrible. And that's where it goes back to him talking about the quote they opened with, that basically you're going to have all these useless humans, and they're going to just hook you up to video games and give you drugs. Now, when he said that, do you think he was just talking out of his butt? No, he was not talking out of his butt, folks. He was not talking out of his butt. He knew what was happening. These guys are the ones who drive the ideology and the methodology behind the technologies being developed and being rolled out. And so that's what he's referring to, hooking you up to a VR headset and loading you up with psychedelic drugs. Now, there's another piece here I'm going to play, but I want to show you something that we talked about before because this is actually quite important all right a couple of weeks ago i showed you this article from uh, yahoo news titled china forces bus drivers to wear emotion tracking bracelets okay And this article, just in case you don't remember, it said bus drivers in Beijing have been told to wear wristbands that monitor their emotions according to reports. The new public transport measures have raised privacy concerns among some legal experts who warn of increasingly broad surveillance of citizens 
in China. The state-run Beijing Public Transport Holding Group claimed the electronic bracelets were necessary to protect public safety, the South China Morning Post reported. Around 1,800 trackers have already been distributed to long-distance bus drivers, according to state-backed Beijing Daily Newspaper. The wristbands are reportedly able to monitor a wearer's vital signs, such as heart rate and blood oxygen level, as well as their sleep stats and overall emotional state. Now, I'm going to end right there because I reviewed the entire article with you before okay but you understand what's going on here now right and and just step away for two seconds from the arvr headsets and the psychedelic drugs and now think about the fact that in china a couple of weeks ago they started making bus drivers there wear bracelets that can read their emotions all right under the guise that they need healthy bus drivers but it says right there They could read their vital signs, such as heart rate and blood oxygen level, as well as their sleep stats and overall emotional state. Now, when you put on the AR VR headset and you're living inside that metaverse, what do you think Apple's AR VR headset is also doing? It has 12 cameras, sensors, skin sensors, uh, thimbles you wear on your fingers. It is doing the same exact thing to you. Now, let's listen to this clip from Yuval Noah Harari speaking in front of Davos at their annual meeting in 2020. Just imagine North Korea in 20 years when everybody has to wear a biometric bracelet which constantly monitors your blood pressure. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on. Let me back that up. What did our old buddy Yuval Noah Harari, the king philosopher of the Fourth Reich, say two years ago? Two years before the bus driver bracelets rolled out in China. Hold on. Just imagine North Korea in 20 years when everybody has to wear a biometric bracelet which constantly monitors your blood pressure, your heart rate, your brain activity 24 hours a day. So he's saying, just imagine North Korea in 20 years, so at that time that would have been 2040, when everyone is forced to wear a biometric bracelet that could read your vital statistics, right folks? That could read your heart rate, your blood pressure etc etc so Yuval Noah Harari goes out there and talks about this two years later you're seeing the bracelet being rolled out on test subjects the bus drivers same thing with us picking the union workers to help us advance our cause to fight back against illegal immigration same way we would pick the criminals to help us advance jury nullification they are picking the bus drivers under the guise of them having to be uh, not be angry, not be upset while they're driving a bus. So they're using them as this test case, the adoption scenario, to roll out these biometric bracelets that read their emotions. And there you have Yuval Noah Harari talking about just this 
two years before it's actually rolled out and talking about 20 years in the future in North Korea when every citizen has to wear them. At the same time, never mind carrying around your smartphone, they're talking about rolling out these AR, VR headsets, which they can easily push through Apple and adoption campaign. Uh, and through AT&T and Verizon, T-Mobile and such, the ability for people to afford them on payment plans, they could easily run an adoption campaign where that becomes the norm over the next two to three years. Now, you're not just wearing a bracelet at that point. You're wearing a headset that's got all these sensors on it, which will eventually be rolled out as the transcranial electronic stimulation helmet brought to you by Apple. All right, folks, think about that for two seconds because I'm going to play the rest of this clip from Yuval Noah Harari and show you something I brought up before. But this time, I wanted to connect it all together and make this a really big point for you guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard. I'll be right back right here on Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold, folks. All right, before I lose my train of thought here, my mind is bouncing in a hundred directions. Let me just play this clip through here of Yuval Noah Harari. Let's listen to what he says. Just imagine North Korea in 20 years when everybody has to wear a biometric bracelet which constantly monitors your blood pressure, your heart rate, your brain activity, 24 hours a day. You listen to a speech on the radio by the great leader and they know what you actually feel. You can clap your hands and smile, but if you're angry, they know you'll be in the gulag tomorrow morning. Okay, so just let's listen to this one more time. I hate to keep repeating this, folks, but this is highly important. I'm not going to back it up the whole way, just about halfway back. Just listen one more time. 24 hours a day. You listen to a speech on the radio. You listen to the speech on the radio, okay? So let's just pretend his vision is 20 years in the future, 2040, because he's given this speech in 2020. You're listening to a speech on the radio from the great leader, you know, Kim Jong-un's, you know, whatever, son. I don't know who that is. Kim Jong, potato head, or whatever it is. You're listening to that on the radio. You wear a biometric bracelet that's obviously hooked up via Bluetooth or Wi-Fi up to the uh, government, and the government knows how you're actually feeling. Well, forget the bracelet, even though now we know they are using the bracelet on the bus drivers in China, you are going to be wearing a VRAR headset, maybe by that point in 2020, some sort of transcranial electronic stimulation helmet, or at that point, maybe a Neuralink brain chip. But let's just say, let's take the Apple version I just read to you of the AR VR headset. 
all the stuff that picks up with the sensors and the cameras and the, and the retina scans, they can read your true emotions through your eyes. They know how to sense your fear, your anger, your love through your eyes. So you're giving them these vital statistics to actually read your emotions. And I'll show you this momentarily. Let's continue with this. By the great leader, and they know what you actually feel. You can clap your hands and smile, but if you're angry, they know you'll be in the gulag tomorrow morning. And if we allow the emergence of such total surveillance regimes, don't think that the rich and powerful in places like Davos will be safe. Okay, and so the reason why here at Davos, a World Economic Forum, that Yuval Noah Harari is talking about this, I'm sure many of you have actually watched the full speech, of which I won't get into uh, right now. I have not reviewed it in full on this show because a lot of people have covered this. You know, Whitney Webb has covered this, Alison McDowell, I'm sure many of you have heard it, so I don't want to bore you to death with covering the same thing others have. But at this point, we could probably play the whole speech and pick it apart now and compare and contrast to everything else that we've watched and actually talk about how the vision that he lays out is actually coming true. So Yuval Noah Harari is not warning the peasants. He's giving an annual report to the elites, to the social engineers. So as he's standing there explaining this, and he says, well, if this could happen, you know, it could also happen to us. We could also fall prey to this technology. Basically telling them, we have to get ahead of it, develop it, own it, control it, and use it against the peasants. All right, because whenever you listen to him, he has complete and total disdain for the peasants. He hates us. He says we have no free will. I can't do the voice right now because I'm kind of stuffed up. Um, we have no free will. We have no soul. We are hackable animals. You know, the days of having a spirit are over. So he says this time and time again. Now, take what he says before about putting people into video games, loading them up with drugs, and that's how we're going to deal with the useless class for a while. Then he talks about putting a bracelet on people to read their emotions so that the all-powerful dystopian government knows what they're doing. Now, let me go back to this quickly, because we talked about this before. I mentioned it in passing, and I just want to pull it all together for you. So when you look at the real-world version of what Yuval the philosopher is saying, and we're talking here, we have the Yahoo News article back up. China putting these wristbands on the bus drivers, the test case. It says the wristbands are reportedly able to monitor a wearer's vital signs, such as heart rate and blood oxygen level, as well as their sleep stats and overall emotional state. Right? And you say to yourself, well, that's just bus drivers in Beijing. Okay? So what? How would they force adoption of something like this on everyone else? Well... We see the AR VR headsets coming. And you say, well, what about the people that aren't going to use the AR VR headsets? Well, the Fitbit can do the same. Well, there are people that won't wear the Fitbit. Okay, the iWatch. Well, there's people that aren't going to use the iWatch. But then we covered this in our Baby Smart Tech series. And I just want to bring it back up to remind you. I'm at owletcare.com. That's O-W-L-E-T-Care.com. And remember, this is the smart sock, folks. 
all right, that people are putting on their babies. And the reason why I just remembered this, because I, I don't remember everything I talk about on the shows, but I heard someone talking about it in the grocery store, how they had bought this for their grandchild. And so when you go over to this website, just check it out. This is the uh, Owlet Dream Sock. It says, monitor what matters most. And this is a little neoprene sock you put on your child. And it attaches up via Bluetooth or through the internet. Uh, I believe this one actually... The sock beams the data over to the docking station where you charge it. That goes up to the cloud, and then the data comes from the cloud back onto your phone via the app. And it says right here, the most in-depth snapshot of baby's sleep. The dream sock wraps around your baby's foot comfortably and is the only baby monitor to track heart rate an average oxygen as sleep quality indicators, as well as wakings, movement, and current sleep state. So it says right here, heart rate and average oxygen, okay? And what's it over here that they're tracking on the Chinese? Vital signs such as heart rate and blood oxygen levels, right? And then on your baby, sleep quality indicators, as well as wakings, movement, and current sleep state. What are they tracking over here on the Chinese guys? Sleep stats and overall emotional state. So you're now giving the state, because the CEO of this company, we showed an interview, young guy, where he said they're collecting all this data. They have the largest database on newborns uh, ever created. So you're giving this company access to in the cloud any data in the cloud and i didn't dig deep into the company i guarantee it's connected to the government i mean it just always is has access now to your child's emotions their vital statistics would lead to the emotions same thing the chinese are doing and right here you have yuval noah harari in 2020 telling the world economic forum telling the members of davos that they will have the ability to track everyone's emotions so instead of the government saying you must wear this wristband okay they are pushing it out into the lexicon, into the mainstream, forcing the adoption through a variety of products. We could probably look it up and find 50 products right now. So whether it'll be the AR uh, goggles, the VR headsets, smartphones themselves, iWatches, Fitbits, baby socks, you know, bracelets they're giving to the bus drivers, they will force the adoption, the ability to read and control your emotions. And then you will couple that with the psychedelics that we covered in multiple episodes and then effectively make Yuval's prediction, basically his uh, blueprint to the elites of plugging everyone into the video games, which will be the metaverse living in a cyber world is just a giant video game and giving you drugs. He said both legal and illegal. So they're going to just make the illegal legal, and they're going to be forcing the psychedelics into you, folks. And the reason why we had to go down that path, uh, and I think it's very important because we just connected a lot of pieces together from multiple shows coming out of the last, say, 20 shows, we're then going to move into this video here posted at the Modern War Institute. And never forget, 
Yuval Noah Harari and these world elites, these technocratic transhumanist social engineers, have waged war on all of humanity. But we're going to watch this guy next episode. I've been waiting to bring this in. Now it's time to do it. This is Modern War Institute, mwi.usma.edu. It says, MWI video, the brain is the battlefield of the future. Dr. James Giordano. And this video is from 2018, so two years prior to Yuval right there talking about putting the bracelets on everybody and reading their vital statistics. And in this video, it says, Dr. James Giordano speaks to the United States Military Academy cadets and faculty, just like Dr. Charles Morgan III, about the human brain and the future of war. Giordano is chief of the Neuroethics Studies Program and scholar-in-residence in the Pellegrino Center for Clinical Bioethics at Georgetown University. Recent history has been substantial advancements in neuroscience and neurotechnology, Giordano explains. These advancements are almost certain to impact the wars are fought in the future. In many ways, the brain might even become part of the battle space. This event was hosted by the Modern War Institute, and then we're going to watch and analyze this full video. Dr. James Giordano also co-authored Cyborg Soldier 2050. As I said, ladies and gentlemen, the Frankenstein technology is developed inside of the state. Then it's ushered out through the quote-unquote public-private partnership, and it's pushed into the so-called private sector to be turned into consumer products and the adoption of such forced onto the public. It all connects. I hope you can see it. The rollout of psychedelics through the increase in mental illness, the VR headsets, reading our emotions, hacking our mind, forcing us into the metaverse. Folks, they have declared war on humanity. Now, you ask yourself and you say to yourself for a moment, Dustin, there is no hope. No, there is hope. You wouldn't be listening to me if you did not have hope. This is about being gold-pilled here. Not black-pilled to the point where you say, it's all destroyed, there's nothing we can do, we can't fight back. Not white-pilled and saying, well, yes, but there are solutions. Gold-pilled in which we do take action. I tell you, stop talking about dealing with local farmers. Go deal with the local farmers. Stop talking about withdrawing from the Rockefeller Medical Complex and just withdraw. Well, stop talking about all of these things. Now, we have something real, this jury nullification. Could this be a way to try to fight back against the system one last shot look many of us four or five years ago we thought donald trump was the last shot that's why we all went to the mat for him that's why we went to rallies that's why we campaigned then so what we took the red pill and found out things were actually much worse than we had imagined but i believe this jury nullification folks that this is some sort of a glitch in the matrix it's a crack in the matrix it's something wrong with their code this is some sort of a loophole, maybe a real way to fight back. I don't know. I'm going to go down that path here on the Dustin Gold Standard over the next coming weeks. I am going to start to investigate this and really pick legal man's mind and figure out if there's some way we can start to build a coalition and put a test case together. Because if you want hope, you have to be part of that hope. You have to become part of that solution. You can't just sit around and bark at everyone else to come up with the solution. So it might be time 
to put your energy, put your creativity, put your skills to work, put your money where your mouth is. As we figure out a place that maybe we can kick off some kind of ground game and see if we could give the state, the technocrats, the transhumanists a run for their money. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 